I'm a little nervous on the Jalen Brown thing. Bob, I'll start with you on this. Here's the latest. They say, according to Hamels Bach, your colleague with the Globe, Adam, that a five-year max is on the table, and everybody's fine with that. But the hang-up is a potential no-trade and a fifth-year player option. Are you concerned about this getting done? And should it get done? Should he get a five-year max? Uh, you know, my uh, there's several layers here. I'll end the last one. Uh, and the, under the rules, the way the game's being played, the way that this the system has you know is is codified, um, uh, he's el- you know he, he he's certainly eligible for the five year max. I wish he weren't in, on the basis of of making second team All NBA. That should strictly be their decision. But uh, in the, the problem for me ultimately is uh, we we assume, I think we all assume he thinks he's as good as Tatum, and he's not. And and that, I, I you know he, so in a, in a real common sense world that we we abandoned a long time ago in all pro sports with regard to money and who gets paid what and who's the, what the pecking orders are and why guys get paid when they get paid which is timing a lot of times blah 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 blah, blah. yeah no he's not worth the max but they out of context he's not worth the max he's very good but he's not that good. Although he thinks he's that good, the way I understand it. Now the, they, all, they all think they're that good, Bob. All right, there's the other thing. They're, they don't may look at it. I think we all seem to feel there's a window here. This is a they're they're squandering an opportunity. This is year two for sure, maybe year three of, of a window that that is open to them. And and in order to fulfill the destiny, yeah, they need them. And 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 they can't just let them. They need them. So they're going to have to gradually give them the max. Okay, I understand that, and 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 I think it's going to get done. I mean, I I still can't believe that it won't get done. So, but it it's but in in my world, he'd be number two in a pecking order, and he wouldn't get the same amount of money. He wouldn't get a max. But but that, that world doesn't exist. I, I think he's probably. If, I wrote down a bunch of players last week, and I, it'd be interesting, Bob, if you did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think he's like the 25th best player, in my opinion, in the NBA, somewhere around there. You know, and, and for a year, he's going to have probably the richest NBA contract in, in history for a year. And then somebody else will get it next right. year and, and it won't kick in for a year. Um, you know, I don't think they have much of a choice here. The only thing, if I'm Brad Stevens, and maybe he's doing this, I'm slow playing the hell out of this because I don't know with Dame Lillard here where that's headed, right? Like, obviously, they haven't found the deal they're looking for. Dame wants to go to Miami. Maybe, again, maybe just wait another week and just see, all right, does Joe Cronin get a little bit desperate? And I know Dame doesn't really want to come, but he only wants to come to Miami right now. 
Like that's one team. If if I'm Portland, I'm trying to get the best deal, and the best deal could involve Jalen Brown, even though you know that may not be exactly what they want. But to me, actually, I think Portland Jalen Brown fits in a lot of ways. They've got some good young guards. Jalen Brown's a lot younger than Dame. I actually think the the core of that trade, and I don't know how it's made, because again, if you're Portland, you have to almost have a, a deal in place with Jalen, right? You're gonna have a deal in place because his deal's up in a year that, that you're gonna sign him to a long-term deal. Uh it's risky from their end, but if you're taking guys, one guy for the next two years, two years, I'm not the window, like you said. You're playing in like two, three-year windows here because guys can can request trades whenever the hell they want. Who do you want for the next two years that gives you the best opportunity to win the NBA title? To me, it's clear. It's clear as hell. It's Dame Lillard as, as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, there's no argument. He's he's it. Right. And I, and I think it's a good point by you, Jeff, um, that Brad, Brad doesn't have to hurry. Why should he? I mean, there's no gun to his head. I mean – He's had conversations. He knows, you know, Jalen knows that they're willing to pay him, but he's going to wait and see what happens here. What about the potential no trade? Is that a oh, hang up? Can't do that. No chance. You're Jalen Brown. You just saw what happened with Bradley Beal and how, how his trade value went down significantly because that's off the table. That's non-negotiable if I'm Brad Stevens. Unless you have a deal set up with, well, how do you do that with Portland? You don't sign the deal. You let him make the deal with Portland. And Correct. Trade. That's yeah. right. Let me ask you this, uh, Jeff, uh, with regard to the backup with the Miami uh, quest. Can you see any way Miami could possibly satisfy them? I mean, Tyler Hero is not the answer. It's got to be a third team. I mean, it, it's not. Right. Tyler Hero is right. not the answer. So no, there no, has no. to be a third team involved. I think that's what they've been looking for here. And they haven't been able to find it. Okay, because as, as a standout, Miami simply doesn't have anything to give them that they would. And, and here's the other thing, guys. Here's the other thing. And this this hasn't been talked about enough, but these these first round picks right now in the next two years, I have seen these last two. I was just out in the road and I saw the senior high school class. I saw this year's freshman class a year ago. Okay. They are two of the most underwhelming classes you will ever find at the top and there's no Victor Wembanyama coming from from across the water either like there is nobody right now that you are tanking for it's completely underwhelming for two years in a row potentially until and we'll talk about this later in the pod until guys like Cooper Flag and and Carlos Bruiser's son and AJ um Dabatsa, he he gets to the NBA draft all right, it's very good to know. Stay tuned, but uh, we, I appreciate Jeff Goodman's theory on that because that makes sense for the slow play. Okay, Bob, let's get to uh, Webb and Mania. Uh, as he had the second highest rated summer league game, uh, second to um, Zion. Zion, geez, spaced it, to Zion in 2019. Uh, 1.6 million people, Bob, watched a summer league game with this guy. Uh, is he the real deal? Oh, he's going to be. I, th- I I mean, we've said two. Look, the first look was obviously underwhelming. And if, and if you uh, went, went in out of context to watch that first game in which he scored nine points at two for 13 from the floor uh, and 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 lost the ball a few times, um, you know, you'd say, well, you know, who, this, nothing special. Right. He just happened to be tall. 
no. But you saw now you go in looking for things because you have a preconceived notion. Uh, you know, you see the, the the ball handling dexterity. You you file away the first basket he ever made as a professional in America. Incredible left hand twisting off the glass, body contortion, body control. You know, shot that no seven footer that I grew up <laughs> with ever would have made. You know, and and you see the first pass he made for it was a beautiful dish. A beautiful dish. You can see, and if you see, you, you, if you're looking to see, does he have great court vision as advertised? Yes, he has great court vision as advertised. All right, and, but it was underwhelming to a degree. Uh, no, well, he had one great block. Okay, second game, you start to see more. And first of all, uh, as many people have said, and I think Jeff would agree, the defense is going to come first in terms of a major impact. I think as very likely. Uh, I have a prediction that he will lead in a new category. Most blocked three pointers because <laughs> guys are, I mean it, yeah. guys are going to be launching threes, uh, Carol, you know, and, and thinking he's off the radar screen and they're going to eat the ball or it's going to get deflected at best at worst. His, his range is, is, is maybe unprecedented. He's got an eight foot wingspan and, and, uh, you know, he's seven, three with long arms for seven, three. Yeah, there, you know, I've, there have been guys who were six eleven that had short arms. I remember when Jeff Woolen came into the NBA, his nickname the team gave him was Flipper because, because he had such short arms at 6'11. You know, so I'm just saying, this, this, there ain't no Flipper here. And no. there's Swatter. And uh, so, anyway, uh, I can see what they were touting. You know, the form is beautiful on the, on the shot, uh, the whole package. Yeah, I can see what, what people are talking about. It's going to be wonderful. Now, I still say, I said this here. But what is it ultimately? It's a bigger version of Giannis, I think. But a little more, you know, maybe a little more edge, a little more uh, creativity passing and all that. But but basically, you know, if you want to look for a comparison, it's a bigger version of Giannis with 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 extraordinary passing ability. He's got right. I, I think the you know, and he can block shots at such a high rate. And I think honestly, Bob, the other thing is he's got the potential to be a good three point shooter. Like Giannis, I don't know if he's ever going to be a guy that you want to guard out there. Like I could see Victor, if he really works at it, being a guy who shoots, you know, 37, 38% from three. And if he can do that, man, like the only thing you worry about to me with Victor is the physicality. The body, I, we'll get to that right, right yeah. now. That The biggest thing, of course, is that right now is worrying about the body. That body worries you. Uh, he's a little stronger than people think. He's a little weighs a little more than you think. We, we'll get to the other guy, by the way. Uh, uh, there was a Jeff Holmgren sighting over the weekend. Over the yes. weekend, and yes. uh, you're talking now. Now we're talking skinny. But uh, all right, well, we, I, as long as I'm here, I might as well do it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I saw what they said. What I, rem what I remember, you know, some of the things I remember about Holmgren. You know, we we had a vision of Holmgren. We, you know, Gonzaga is like a TV darling. If you if you cared about basketball, if you claim to have been a college basketball fan, you had to have seen Jeff Holmgren play two years ago because Gonzaga is available to you all the time. And 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 I can see uh, that that he looks like he's exactly as we remember him. Um, he, he's he's don't forget him, you know. And he's going to be he's going to be a very interesting uh, guy to watch. But assuming he, you know, somebody doesn't break him in half uh, along the way, I, a, I forgot. Even me, and I, I saw him as a high school player, and then at Gonzaga, you know, several times in person. And uh, even me, I kind of forget how good and much fun he was to watch. Mm -hmm. Like he's got a lot of Victor in him. He does, like he, no question. 
he's kind of a, you know, similar version of Victor in a lot of ways. But you worry about his body even more because he's got kind of that inverted chest a little bit. And um, Victor, I think, could put on weight a whole lot easier than Chet. But Chet can do a lot of the same things as Victor. um, and, And he's got some shit to him. Like, that's the other thing with Chet people forget about. He's got some shit to him. So Oklahoma City, you know, I, I give Sam Presti credit, all those picks and, and everything like that and kind of mortgaging the franchise for, for years there. You know, they got a star in Che Gildas Alexander, some other really good young pieces right now. It's going to be interesting to see. We, we got to get their coach on, by the way. Uh, I know him a little bit, Mark Dagnall. Uh-huh. I think I told you guys he was um, – a local guy and he was Billy Donovan's like, I don't know. He was like special assistant to the, to the head coach for a right. couple of years. And and when he was hired as the Oklahoma city thunder head coach, like everybody's like, who is this dude? He was the G league coach mm-hmm. promoted and he's done a hell of a job with these young guys. By the way, um, we have to mention that uh, the Spurs are, I think wisely shutting down, Wimbiana now yeah. they, he doesn't need these games and uh you know training and, he, and he's played a lot of ball give him a hey go take a vacation young man you know for a while he's played a lot of ball in the last year he just got through playing the french league just before that what right up to the day of the draft almost right the day before simon he needs a break and, and by, you know, by the and, way Dagnall, going back to him real quick yeah this is why we get lemonster high school guys lemonster high school i wound up sitting at pre-game meal this year i guess i don't know it was spot some a relative i maybe it was dad i don't know and, and I, yeah i i just but i i did that they were when they were in town yeah i didn't realize the connection i was i, I was not uh, i didn't know anything about mark daniel at the there time. are more people from new england involved in the nba in one way or another than i ever would have imagined yeah a lot a lot you'll have two more coming up two more players all right we'll get we'll to that. about that we'll okay. we'll be involved in the nba soon uh okay now let's get to Bob Huggins, just to recap what's gone on with with Huggy. Uh, He committed a racial slur within the last six months, was suspended for that. Then he received a DUI. Then in June, a letter of resignation was submitted. Now, Jeff, I'll start with you on this because you know him well. He has come out and said he never wrote that letter. He did not resign. He is maintaining he is still the coach of West Virginia. Yeah, from what I was told, he, he did not want to resign. Um, shortly after, he, he he got pulled over for like a point two one. Uh, didn't want to resign, but eventually there was a letter sent. I think through his sister's email or some or his wife's email, uh, a letter of res- resignation. You know, and now he he's in a rehab right now, guys. He's in a sixty day rehab right now, and it comes out that. Uh, He's saying he didn't resign. I mean, obviously, I, I think we can figure out that this is for money more than anything else. He's trying to recoup some of the money. He's got one year left. His, his contract was revised after he made the, um, the the remarks on the radio a couple months ago to where I think it was a one-year deal. So he's got probably $3 million coming to him. My guess is he wants that $3 million. He hired a lawyer from Cleveland. Um, and it just, you know what? It's it just further tainting his legacy at this point. Well, he's a complicated guy. Problem. You know, he's that's just a complicated guy. Look, I, I love Huggins. I, I'll admit it. I really yeah. like Huggins. And if you talk to anybody in the industry, they'll say the same thing. He's flawed, but but they love him too because of everything he's done for, like I was with DeMar Johnson, who played from at Cincinnati, who's now a West Virginia assistant coach. 
Uh, I was with him this past weekend, talking to him for a while. And uh, it's just sad. It's sad right now because, again, he had a chance if he had played his cards right. Just got in the Hall of Fame a year ago, a year or so ago. He, he, he had a chance to go out the right way. And now it's like this is what people are going to remember Bob Huggins for, this, this shit show at the end of his career because, you know, again, of, of these, these off-the-court issues, it, it's sad. That will be the lead in his obit. The, the references to to his demise will be the you know and and I can see it now that he, he's 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 de- definitely done that. Apparently, according to the lawyer, what I read um, is that uh, technically speaking, the uh, in his contract is that in order to resign, there would have to be a registered mail sent and some a couple of you know very yeah. formal formal things, not emails. You know, I mean, uh, he should have been fired at this. Point. Hanging her hat on. That's what they're hanging her hat on. They, they you know, and he's not going to get the job back, and it's all about. How much, what, how much of the settlement is known now? Well, I mean, I'm sure the settlement is there. And you're right, Jeff. The guy has had, he could have easily been let go with the racial slur. Surprised he wasn't at the time. It was just a suspension. But, you know, there's also, I'm sure the money has something to do with it. I don't know Huggins. I've just observed him. You know him better than me. He just strikes me as the type of guy that money aside is, yes, I screwed up but I'm not going out like this. Like I could see him taking another job. I just don't know who else is going to hire. Him. Well, it would be like He's 70 years old. Um, you know, it would be like a junior college somewhere or it would be some. you know what I mean? I mean he could, he started you know, at like Walsh that, university. Like, like, I can't see like the, the thing of it is that I always found about these guys, yeah. you know, like, you know, the biggest thing leave. for hearts. What do they do? What do they get do? Get out of his like, rehab. Yeah, well, he's got to get out of rehab and, and be okay there so he doesn't put him and other people at risk right. by drinking and driving again. But, you know, yeah, I, I just the, – the the other part of this is everybody's worried, like, if, if, if somebody not from the Bob Huggins tree got the job, that he would go after him. He would get his money people. Right. He's got a lot of money people giving money for NIL right now. He would pull all those people. Well, instead, the assistant got the job. So his whole staff is still there. So it further complicates and and, right. and baffles me why he's doing this. Go quietly. They gave the job, at least on an interim basis, to your group. So everybody kept their jobs. That that, you know, again. And it's I, not like and not like you can say, oh, you know, what I did wasn't all that bad. What right. he did was horrifying. It was. Yeah, it, and, and it's, it's, yeah. But so lucky that no one else got hurt. No one got hurt. Yep. Um, he didn't know where he was. Uh, he was blocking traffic, and I mean, it, 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 that it, it was bad, real, real bad. Well, and, and yeah, it's it totally. You can't walk away from that and, and, and look for no. and say, "Oh, forgive me." No, it does not. That oh simple. no, but like I, I just guys like that. Like I can just see him. Uh, obviously, the school had to do this. I think the school was very lenient. They could have let him go before this. Well, guys like that, just you know. I, yeah, I could see I could see you coaching in a men's league somewhere. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But hopefully- look, it's the alma mater. He, I mean, it's the it's the whole big picture package that uh, that is Bob Huggins and and back. You know, it's it's not like he's coaching at Oklahoma State. He's coaching at the alma mater, and yeah. and 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 he and he has uh, associated himself with it. And he's talking even now. The word love, you know, came up. Love that pro- the program. I love. I read this one today. You know, do you of remember course- him as a player, Bob? I don't remember him as no, not at all. Okay. I don't remember him as a player. Okay. I, I discovered him, you know, when he was 
I'm making a move up. And uh, I'm reading Blue Ribbon Magazine. That's how I discovered Huggy. So, Hey, now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. Factor America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plants to cook, though? Well, make sure you remain on course and eating well. With Factor, you can skip the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritionally quality you need. Nutritional quality you need, I should say. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Elevate eating at home with our new upscale surf and turf and surf and surf meal options like roasted garlic filet mignon and shrimp and Cajun spiced shrimp and salmon. And also budget wise, it's very good too. Cut back on takeout, get Factor instead. Factor is not only cheaper than takeout, but the meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. So head to factormeals.com slash scribe50 and use your code scribe50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code scribe50 at factormeals.com slash scribe50 to get 50% off your first box. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's move on to Jeff's uh, week. I, I hmm. correctly assumed he was on vacation. He was not. Oh, no, no. Continuing the grind. If you watch AU basketball, you you know I was not on vacation. <laughs> no, you weren't. No, and uh, I was t- quick. Quick side note: I was talking to a parent the other day, and we both laughed how our sons played AAU basketball. Was, we were talking about the. We just thought we could do a podcast, guys, on the whole business of youth sports. We got oh, into yeah. this discussion yes. about the club versus the team, the money involved, the money that I've spent. The money that parents think they got to spend, and we laughed at AAU. You go, hey, remember when our two kids like were in AAU basketball? Oh, please, it was a, it was a joke. So you were down there. What 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 do we got? You got some New England kids? Yeah. So it, it's it's insane that I'm saying this, and I, I tweeted it the other day. The top two players in the country, regardless of age, right now, you can make a case right now from New England. New England, number one. So going in, it was like a two-horse race. Um, Cooper Flag, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, for Maine. Uh, he, he goes to Montverde Academy now in Florida. Uh, he is an what unbelievable town is he from in Maine again? What town player. is he from? Newport, Maine. Newport, Maine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, about 80 people. I broke down in Newport, Maine once. I swear <laughs> to God, it's got 80. I swear to God. It's right next to where I went to college. And it literally has 80 people. Go ahead. So he's fascinating because, you know, like at first look, you're like, oh, it looks like Larry Bird. Like he's got that type of body, right? But he's super athletic, an incredible shot blocker, like average, like 10 blocks a game. And he's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, maybe. Not a great shooter, good enough, but like not an elite shooter. Unbelievable passer, unbelievable handle. So he kind of just runs the team and does everything for him, but you know, he produces every single game. Like he is just, there's, I don't know of the, of the, the comparison for Cooper flag. Cause again, he just, he does, he rebounds at, a, at an elite level. He passes an elite level. He blocks shots at an elite level. Um, he doesn't have to shoot it from three, uh, six, eight athletic as hell. Um, so he, he's one. And then, Carlos Boozer has has twins. Now, 
the interesting part too is Flag has a twin, Ace. They're not identical. Ace is probably a mid-major player, guard, played well. And then the other top player is Cameron Boozer, 6'9", 220, four-man, skill, tough, all of it. And he's got a twin brother, too, Caden, not identical. Um, and, and Caden's a little higher ranked. He'll go high major. So those were the two top players coming in, and um, both in the 2025 class, which means they're going to be juniors, juniors this year. Caden's um, from Florida. Well, now there's a new top player in the country, and it's it's a kid named A.J. Dibonso, okay? And A.J., is six nine six eight six nine, and he hails from the city of champions, the city of boxing champions, the city that Rocky Marciano and Marvin Hagler made famous, uh, Brockton, Mass. I was just down there two days ago visiting with with him for about uh, an hour or two, and uh, not only he's a special player. I mean, he is long, athletic, skilled, and a year ago, I was sitting. Courtside watching him, he was 15 at the time, and I'm watching him with John Shire, the then Duke first-year head coach, and he was like a complete tease. You could see the talent, but he didn't play well at all. And uh, a year later, fast forward, he plays up. So he's, he again, he's 2026 class, so he's going into his sophomore year, but he's playing up with the under-17s. Now, Flag and Boozer are playing in the under-16s, and Dibonsa, leads the NBA camp a week or two ago in scoring and leads the PGM under 17s in scoring. So now the production has caught up to the potential. And this kid is absolutely, he averaged about 26 points a game and he is, he is special. He is absolutely, he, he, he's got to put on some weight. He's got to improve his three point shot, but this kid has everything and he works his ass off. Like when I was there, he, he had already done two workouts for the day, and, and it was, what, 2 o'clock, and he was going to another once I finished sitting down with him. So he, he said, he's I, I have no life whatsoever. All I want to do is play ball. So he's hyper-focused on the right things. His dad is a Boston University police officer from the Congo, and his dad's all about work ethic and, sure. and, and hard work and toughness, and so is his mom. And uh, I love the kid. I love the kid because he admittedly, he's really matured. He said, and, and if you had seen me four or five years ago, three, four years ago, he said, you might not have liked me because I have bad body language. Um, I pouted. I complained. And now he makes people better, too. So I, I, he, he's a name again. A.J. Dibonsa, you're going to need to know that name. He'll probably be the number one pick in, in a couple of years. He may reclassify also in 2025. He's going. Uh, all the way out to prolific prep this year in Napa Valley. Love that name. I always laugh every time I hear that name, prolific prep. Yes. Uh, question for you. What, if anything, should we read into uh, the USA under-19s finishing fourth in the world championship, losing to France and <clears throat> Turkey? Yeah, it's a bad roster. Medal, in the bronze medal game. Yeah, the, the roster wasn't very good. Again, sometimes you get into this where um, – you know, some of the best players don't play in those. No, no, I you just know? wondered who, what kind of roster we had to lose. Losing to France wasn't great. shocked me, but I wasn't ready to lose to Turkey for the Brighton. No, it, you know, part of the problem is so, like, especially this year. So, under 19, you're getting a lot of college kids, right? You're going to get a lot of the college players. Well, some of the college coaches 
don't want their kids to play in that. Especially, you've got this year is the biggest year ever for foreign tours. There's almost 100 teams because of COVID, and they weren't able to take them. Almost 100 teams, which is like almost double a normal year, are going on foreign tours. They all go in August. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of these, these coaches, they want their kids on campus for team chemistry, whatever, because so much turnover takes place right now because of the portal. They want their kids, if they can, on campus. So they dissuade them a little bit playing for some of them, dissuade them for playing on these under 19 teams. So it was, it was a very underwhelming roster. Okay. There you go. All right, guys. Great stuff. We'll do it again next week. Uh, Any final thoughts? No. Good to have you back, my friend. No, but the best Cooper, the best Cooper in a few years might not be cup. It might be flag. (laughs) All right. I'll keep that in mind. Newport, Maine, baby. Ah. Newport, Maine. I'll tell you, if this kid makes it, there's going to be a huge sign right there. <laughs> they might as well put it up now. Hey, they put might as down. well put it up right now. And Dysart's trucking, Dysart's truck stop right there. Newport, <laughs> Maine. But I'm, I'm telling you, if this, Ryan, Bob, Bob loves Maine. He goes up, he loves, like, he's been in my hometown. Bob, you would love Newport, Maine. Truck All right, stop. I'm going to check it out. All right. All right, dude, we'll see you guys. Okay, this episode you of the podcast with Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman, Tangway Along for the Ride, brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive waiver partner, the CLNS Media Network.